Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, hello, May Wood is in the house. Paul Fleming Sr. is in the house. E2247 is in the house. As well as Melanie Keelan de Barcelona, Spain. How are my peeps doing? I trust that everybody is doing just fine. Got a little late start here because just before I got into the show, Wanted to get a whole lot of a lot of stuff processing. Bruce Pollard in the it's in the house, and I forgot what BDP means. I remember it's a good thing, but I can't remember. Well, big deal. No, I don't remember what it is. But hey, guys, how is everybody doing? We're going to have a great show for you today. All right, there are several subjects we're going to cover. The first one, of course, is sort of a local story, but this is replicated throughout red states. So I want you to listen to this interview that I did with the Harris County attorney. We'll play this and then we'll go into some other other subjects as more people show up online. So let's go ahead and get busy with that first interview and then we'll get going thereafter. Here we go. Here is Christian Manafi. Welcome to another edition of Politics and Radamic. Berto Willis, your host. Today we are honored to have Christian Manafi, who is the Harris County, Texas attorney. Uh, Christian, how are you doing today? I'm great. Very grateful to be on. Thank you very much for having me. Well, look, um, right now, Texas is under duress. Before we go any further, why don't you tell me a little bit about what the attorney for any county does here in Texas? My position is the chief civil lawyer uh, for the largest local government in the state of Texas. It's a team of about 250 folks who work day in and day out to provide legal advice uh, to all of the county elected officials, more than 60 of them department heads, and to represent the more than 18,000 county employees. And But most importantly, uh, as the lawyer for the county, whenever there is a fight to be had in the courtroom between Harris County and the state of Texas, we stand in as legal counsel for Harris County. And so that's the part of the role that I'm most excited about. And it's also the part that's most necessary, given what's going on right now in the current state of politics in Texas. As it turns out, I think big cities and specifically Harris County feel under attack from Austin because we have bills that are being written that are not written specifically for Texas, but instead geographically for large areas concentrated like Harris County. Why don't you explain to us what exactly is happening in Austin and what are they trying to do? Well, this all started long ago when the former Speaker of the House was recorded saying that he wanted the next legislative session to be the worst in the history of the state of Texas for cities and counties. And then you had during COVID, when we ran an election out in Harris County, you had multiple statewide elected officials targeting Harris County in their public statements in the courtroom, trying to run back uh, some of the voter access measures that were initiated here in Harris County. And now we've seen the legislative, this legislative cycle, you've seen all kinds of bills aimed at overtaking local control out in Harris County. There's a bill that would prohibit Harris County government from passing any type of regulation uh, that conflicts with state laws. So think worker safety protections. Uh, there's a bill that would allow Harris County's locally elected prosecutor uh, to have a more expedited process to be removed from office uh, if she were to prosecute crimes related, uh, if she were to have a policy of not prosecuting crimes related to abortion. But there's also election laws that are specifically aimed at Harris County. One law in particular, uh, if passed, would abolish the elections administrator office in Harris County. I think this is a very intentional and deliberate effort 
uh, by elected officials out in Austin to try to strip power from folks who were elected here locally in Harris County because they look differently than them, because they think differently than them. And because we all know that uh, to flip the state of Texas, that road is going to go through counties like Harris County, like Bayer County, like Dallas County. And so right now, Harris County is being targeted to to really strengthen the Republican dominance in this state. Now, my question is, they are attempting this, but is this legal now that we don't certain sections of the Voter uh, Rights Act have been decimated? Are these things that they're doing legal or is there still recourse that you as the attorney for the for the county and others who are being affected can actually uh, try to mitigate in, in, in the federal courts? Challenging these laws would for sure be an uphill battle because here in the state of Texas, our constitution is pretty clear that counties are merely a local arm of the state. And so the state through its legislators is allowed to really regulate uh, those entities uh, as they see fit. And so there's a very limited number of instances where a county can actually challenge the state of Texas. And and since I've been in office, we fought hard to utilize every single one of those. Uh, if some of these laws were to pass, particularly the laws that are limited to a county with a population, for example, of 2.7 million or greater, which only includes Harris County, now, we'll consider a few different avenues. One is filing a lawsuit in the state courts in the state of Texas uh, because there is a constitutional ban in the Texas Constitution on local laws, right? The idea being that legislators shouldn't be using their position to enact personal vendettas against particular local governments, but instead should be doing what's in the best interest of the entire state. And so that's one avenue we'll look at. We'll also look at federal protections under the United States Constitution, uh, as well as the Voting Rights Act. Uh, but those lawsuits can't be brought by the county. They have to be brought by individuals. And so that's where we consider partnering with your legal advocacy groups in the United States Department of Justice. Uh, we'll make sure to use every single tool in our toolbox to fight these in court if possible. But I really want to level set with everybody. The state of Texas has broad authority to limit the actions of its counties, of its cities, and they will utilize that at every single turn. And so that's why it's important that nationally people know what's going on in Texas, because the will of the voters in Harris County, the will of the voters in San Antonio, the will of the voters in Austin should be respected. And we shouldn't allow folks out in Austin to try to pass laws that supplant our local officials uh, and, and that silence the voices of the people who elected them in the office. Now, I understand that legally speaking, there's not much that probably going to be able to be done. But my biggest concern with what had occurred, what's occurring in Austin right now is I don't see the, the passion here in in Houston. I mean, it, it was it was great seeing you on. I saw you on MSNBC earlier today urging on that something needs to be done. But I don't see from many of our elected officials that are there representing in, in Austin right now that fire in the belly to come to Houston and say, even though legally speaking, these guys may be able to do this, that we have to maybe get on the streets. Let folks know that it's not just going to be we're not just not going to sit back and take what they're going to give. Um, what's your thought on that? I, I think that our state representatives and state senators are trying to be thoughtful um, about the approach because we're still early in the process. There are several different bills that are out there. Uh, some are just completely troublesome and are going to be incredibly harmful to people of Harris County. Right. So, for example, uh, there's a bill out there that would allow the secretary of state who was appointed directly by the governor to overturn election results. Right. There's a bill out there that would abolish the elections administration office in Harris County. There's a bill out there that would end countywide polling across the state. But these are still just bills. They haven't made it to the final step in the process. And I think what you're saying from some of our legislators is wisely they're trying to ensure that we don't inflame the Republicans and end up passing some of these bad bills. I think there's still a chance that due to some of the great work 
of our elected officials out in Austin, uh, there's still a chance that the final bill that comes out is going to be something that's incredibly watered down, that doesn't do too much harm uh, to our democratic processes uh, here in Harris County. But I, I think the concern is, frankly, folks don't want to inflame Republicans and have them go target the worst of the worst of the bills and pass them out. Uh, as we get further down the process, so maybe in a couple of weeks, in a few weeks, uh, if some of those terrible bills look like they're going to pass, I am more than confident that you're going to see elected officials from the state level to the local level making sure that their voices are heard, that people in the streets doing what is necessary to prevent those bad bills from passing. Well, I, I hope you're right in that regards, because that, that has been my biggest concern and that there's not been enough attention paid. What would your uh, in closing, what would your advice be to the activists in Houston right now? Just waiting for uh, basically waiting for direction before they go ahead and many, many wanting to take things into their own hands. I mean, look, I think there's an important role in our society for activism. And so I think activists, the best thing that they can always do is to be activists, is to make sure that people's voices are heard, is to make sure that the message is getting to every single elected official that needs to hear it, and to make sure that they're keeping the proper pressure on elected officials uh, to get in there to fight and to do the right thing. Uh, I would also encourage folks to communicate with your Harris County delegation. Um, they know the issues that are important to us, but it's important to remind them uh, because I know that each and every one of those folks is thinking very hard about what's the best way to approach these issues and how do we ensure that these laws do not pass. I've had conversation after conversation uh, with the folks in the Harris County delegation, with the folks who serve on the elections committee. And I will tell you that these folks are committed to fighting these things tooth and nail so that they don't pass. Um, it's always darkest before dawn, so we don't know which one of these bills is going to pass. But I will tell you, these folks are working behind the scenes to ensure that we're not going to end up with a bill that kills uh, countywide voting in Harris County. We're not going to end up with a bill that allows the overturning of elections. We're not going to end up with a bill that takes the power of running elections from local governments and puts it in the hands of the secretary of state's office. Uh, so I, I'm optimistic that folks are going to keep fighting, uh, but it's important to make sure that you're communicating with our representatives so that they know our position. Christian Menefee, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, I hope Christian is right because it's important that, uh, that, that I still believe that uh, our leaders in Austin should have been back here in Houston informing the population, hitting the airwaves and let them know that in Austin they're trying to pass several, I mean, it's in the newspaper, yes, but I don't think the leaders have made enough of a stink about it, even if it's if it's not, you know, I, I think it is time for the activists and others to have been engaged and not just kind of acquiesce to what's going on. Like I said, I called one of the uh, Congress people, one of the representatives as they were on the floor in Austin, and her response was, I feel like we're in a plantation here because we can't really get anything done. And I understand what she's saying, but I think what democracy demands, what we must do in a democracy is if unfairness is occurring because of the type of bullying that has occurred in Texas, gerrymandering, et cetera, to get these types of Congresses that are, that are unrepresentative of the people in the state or unrepresentative of the people in the entire country, gerrymandered districts that, that makes some votes more powerful than the other. I think it's incumbent upon these politicians to come out and say, people power, it's time to respond. And as such, let's hit the streets. Let's make it difficult 
for for them to continue to do what they're doing. And how do you get that? You get to the business community. You get to all the folks that are funding the evil the evil people that are instituting these particular policies onto onto us. Anyhow, let's see. Uh, Paul Fleming says Rudy is in hot water uh, again for trying to sell pardons for two million dollars while Trump was in office. Among other things, he also is in hot water for a sort of a. I think sexual something uh, as well with with late with I, I don't know if the the, the, late, the lady was a, uh, somebody who worked for him or not I think she was. All right, we also have uh, e two two four seven says appeal ju- court judges Jennifer Walker Elrod G W Bush James O forty five he clerked for Thomas who's that uh, Let's see the three conservative appeal judges. Uh, each with a history of supporting restriction abortion will hear arguments May 17 on FDA's approval of my Mifepristone. It's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame. All right, uh, let's see. AVQ, thank you for checking in. AVQ says, I'm away. Routine doctor's appointment for my mom. Catch you tomorrow. That's right. Take good care of your mom. Tell your mom I said hi. All right, what else have we got here? We got Eric Hayes' American consumer debt hits record level. Um, rises nearly $3 trillion since lockdown. This is overwhelmingly due to the overspending lack of awareness of policy. Yep, check out how much that brother, um, brother, brother, uh, what's what his name? Trump has spent more than anybody else, and we had no problem increasing the size of the debt. Now, folks, remember that the debt, the national debt is not anywhere similar to a credit card debt. They are two different things altogether especially when you own your currency. It is, it is childish. It is irresponsible. It is ignorant to actually believe that you can run a government like you can run a credit card. They are absolutely not the same. The government has the ability to create and destroy money. And in the process of regulating an economy, that is exactly what it should be doing. Right now, we do not have a productivity problem in this country. If you take a look at inflation in America compared to inflation in every other European country, our inflation is lower because of one, our work ethic, again, not only our work ethic, but the amount, the amount, our level of productivity. And again, we don't have very good social services. So we, we, we have, again, and, and that also plays into efficiency, of course, because for us, it's a mighty dollar over humanity. All right, let's see. Gerrymandered in Harris County, Hidalgo, and Vélez. I think, I think in Harris County, it's a very blue district, and it's one, having one Republican on the, uh, on the board pretty much represents who Harris County is. Harris County is a very blue county by at, at least 85 90%. Easily. Uh, yes, they don't vote, but they're here. They don't vote, but they're here. All right, let's see what else we got here. Lee Grant says, thanks for bringing this up. Egberto probably won't speak it. Uh, bringing what up? Uh, thanks for Lee Grant. Thanks for bringing this up. Egberto probably won't speak it. What are we talking about? American consumer debt hits record level, rises nearly $3 trillion since lockdown. Oh, that is consumer debt. I didn't see. I, I thought it was a national debt, but consumer debt. I wonder why. I've spoken about that with regards to what um, Richard Wolf says about consumer debt. Look at that video and you'll see what I'm talking about. Bridge MCP just entered. Hey, Bridge, where have you been? Beautiful. She's in the house. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Uh, 
DOJ and FBI in hot water? No, they're not. That was a partisan result uh, from the, you know, by, by who? By one of Trump's lawyers. Notice that he was unable to bring any charges on absolutely anybody, meaning what he wrote was just what? Hot air words. Again, you have to understand these things. If they had any way uh, to prove that they were going to prosecute on, on the FBI, what, how the FBI took care of the Russian issue, somebody would have gotten prosecuted. Notice that nothing in, of the sort happened. All right. Hi, you always talk about Appalachia. Well, here is an 87-year-old lady, more healthy than most, as uh, she resources most food via her land and always has, plus she works. Agreed it is poor area, but people are resourceful and know how to get what is needed from the land. I don't disagree with that at all, Eric Hayes. What I'm saying is we need an equitable society, not because somebody knows how to live poor means that it is okay for us to have an economic system that exploits them because, hey, they'll be okay otherwise because they understand how to live poor. You get it? I need you to understand that. We have an inherently unequitable economic system that you are able to praise a beautiful lady out of Appalachia. And I've saw her special on TV before the person that you have on that you sent me a direct message for that. You are able to use her as an example, show the misunderstanding that you have of my problem with our economic system. It's not that poor people can't live. You know, my wife's family in Louisiana, they own, I don't know, several acres of land. And on that land, they grew their food, they grew animals, all that kind of stuff. But they weren't, they didn't have the wealth of money, right? And based on your, <clears throat> your methodology, it is okay that they remain outside. They, they, they are a part of an economic system that exploits them. No. Not because people know how to live poor should they be poor when others are being rich or getting wealthy off on their backs. It's, it's simple math and understanding, okay? It's simple math and understanding. All right, Bruce Pollard said, let's review the 14th Amendment. All right, start the review, Bruce. You can start throwing it in the thing or you can call in and talk about it if you like to. All right, Eric Hayes says blue equals gerrymandering. No, actually, both parties do gerrymandered. You're correct about that. But no party has gerrymandered like, uh, like, um, like the Reds. Check this out. How can most statewide elected officials in North Carolina are Democrats? But somehow, somehow, right, they have a super majority in their state legislature, and they send over more Congress people from the other party. Makes no sense whatsoever. It proves how evil the system is. John Carter says, I didn't hear Eric complaining when Trump gave millions to his rich friends. There you go. Exactly right, John Carter. Hey, John, how you doing, my brother? Are you here in, in the States? Or are you at one of your foreign destinations? Paul Fleming says all the Durham report proves is that there were a lot of corruption in the Trump administration. Nothing to report on the Clintons, your favorite people to talk about. It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing that how they misrepresent even that document that just came out. Eric says consumer debt overspends of the government given free stuff. No, if the government was given free stuff and just given people money, it wouldn't have showed up in consumer debt. 
You're an accountant, sir. If the government is given free money, that is money that doesn't accrue on someone's personal credit card or someone's personal debt. Madre mía, por favor. Tú eres un, tú eres un qué? Eres a contador. Come on, man. Come on. All right, let's see what else we got here. Eric says, hi, you always talk about Appalachia. Well, I read that one already. Uh, let's see. I read that one already. What else have we got here? Hey says, Egberto, you should be ashamed saying the DOJ and FBI did nothing, but it was the Dems that did nefarious stuff in 2016 and 2020. Again, you're listening to the wrong news. You are simply wrong. Enumerate what the Democrats did wrong. Please enumerate it. You'll see where you fall flat. All right, let's see what else we got. John Carter says, look at Wisconsin too. D's receive significantly more votes, but yet don't hold a majority in statewide seats. It's amazing. John Carter, in Houston today, gonna visit our friends at Roadway Road Women this evening. Hey, give them my, my kudos, please. They do very, very good work here in Houston as great activists. Uh, let's see, E2247 signed the petition to Biden. We are at an impasse. With default lumen, use 14th Amendment, and Bruce is supposed to be calling in about the 14th Amendment, of which I think he, he must declare himself the expert in the group because I have not read the 14th Amendment in detail. Just a section that said that as when it comes to our debt, we are responsible. We cannot get from under it as a, as a, as a state, as a country. We cannot. Peggy Lopez is in the house. How are you doing, our beautiful Peggy? Likewise, we have Paul Fleming that says the FBI did something wrong. An agent took money from Putin. He was a Republican. Let's remember all of that. They don't, they don't tell these folks all these things, Brother Fleming. That's a problem. But you read, and you read uh, the right news. Anyhow, um, if you want to learn a little bit about uh, the party, the, the GOP, a, a, good, a, a good, very centrist Democrat had something to say about that that, that, that kind of caught my eye. So let me go ahead and play that, and then we'll take it on the other side. Former Representative Max Rose nailed it. If you recall, Homer appeared on one of the Sunday news programs, and when they asked him for proof about why are they after the, quote, uh, Biden crime family, he said, you know what? We lost our informant. We can't find our informant. We want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. You know, when you can't even track down your informant, when you're well, he's best, in the spy business, uh, when, when, <laughs> when your your best possible route is to somehow insinuate that your informant has been disappeared or something else, you know, you really aren't on strong footing. But let's take a step back and look at the larger picture here. The Republican Party during the course of the previous election ran for the most part, particularly when they were actually electorally successful. They were running on bread and butter, kitchen table issues, immigration, inflation. Exactly. Then suddenly they actually have an opportunity to at least in the House show real legislation and they're incapable of it because they actually have no real solutions. They're just capable of fear mongering. So then they go back and they say, oh, my God, we don't have any policy solutions. What the hell do we do? 
and they chase after ghosts. They go after family members. They try to actually build out political issues where there are none because they want to scare the hell out of people and distract them from the fact that they actually can't solve any of their real problems. And that was the source, the root, the foundation of that incredibly embarrassing interview. Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani did not make Maria Bartiromo raise an eyebrow, but Jim Comer's investigation and the missing informant did. Max Rose nailed it. The Republican Party is no longer a serious party. It hasn't been a serious party for a long time. However, what they're showing you today is that because they have nothing to offer, they, are, they rather destroy the country, destroy, destroy people's lives, destroy humanity, destroy all these things because they have nothing to offer but want to remain in power. Folks, you guys can see this. You guys can see this. Remember, one should always vote their interests. And I'm pretty sure you know what that is. I'm pretty sure you know what that is. Anyhow, Bridge MCP, thank you so kindly for pointing out the portion of the 14th Amendment, Section 4, that covers the debt, which says, The validity of the public debt of the United States, authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion, shall not be questioned shall not be questioned. When we're talking about the Second Amendment, all the Second Amendmenteers like to talk about the Second Amendment uses the word shall. It uses the word shall. So therefore, uh, services suppressed and insurrected shall not be questioned. But neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss or emancipation of any slave, but all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. In other words, no debt from an insurrection, no debt from a slaveholder, now that is because they did pay for slaveholding later. Uh, all of that, no está correcto eso lo que está pasando ahí. But, but, any debt incurred by the United States government shall be, shall not be questioned, must be paid. It's in our Constitution. For those who like to talk about the Constitution and reading the Constitution literally, right? That statement is both literal and figurative. And therefore, it is clear that Biden does not need the support of Congress for laws they have already passed. All the bills that have been paid by Congress thus far, they have authorized it. It's the law of the land. It's debt that was incurred from laws. And thus, the United States is responsible for paying it. It is time to stop the charade. It is entirely time to stop the charade. The bills must be paid. The bill must be paid. That so says the Constitution. And if, and if, if uh, Biden 
Obama screwed up when he, he went ahead and played ball with these clowns. If Biden plays ball with these clowns, that is exactly, that is exactly what we should do. Yeah, but uh, Bruce, this is a particular section that deals with what again? The national debt. It's absolute. Absolutamente así. If you see any section that negates that, that would put a constitution in conflict with itself. In other words, if there's any other part of the constitution that implies anything else, it puts the constitution in, 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 uh, in, in object with itself. Again, remember what it says. Shall not be questioned. Shall not be questioned. All right. Let's see. Um, Paul Fleming says, the head of the FBI, Trump, resigned to be continued. Uh, yep. Okay. Anyhow, let's, uh, let's go ahead and... Uh, oh, wow. I just saw breaking news. E. Jean Carroll's attorney says, Trump town hall comments are definitely actionable. I'm glad to hear that he needs to be sued one more time. Bridge MCP says, Section 5, the Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provision of this article. Executive order will make the government default on Mr. B's watch. Section 5 is fine. Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. True. They can, they, can, they can go ahead and say it however they want to make it happen, but the debt shall not be questioned. So if Congress wants to do something to, uh, to if, if Congress has to do whatever it has to do, however it needs to, to pay the bill. Nada más, nada menos. Nada más, nada menos. Peggy Lopez says if Biden folds and gives the GOP what they want, then Biden should be impeached. I agree. Because again, the law is on our side. Period. The law is on our side. Shall not be questioned is the name of the game. Shall not be questioned. All right. Well, another video here. Um, I want you to listen to this because th this is the black Republican out of Texas. Are, he's, a, he, he's no longer a congressman. He's likely to run for... He's likely to run for Congress, or rather for, for president. He's looking into it right now. I like this guy. He's a Republican dude. Uh, I, I like the Republican dude. And here's the thing. We have to, you know, like I said, I don't agree with this guy's policies or not. But if this was a Republican who won the contest, based on how he has operated, I would say, well, you know, I'm going to fight you like hell, but at least you're a human being. I want you to listen to my uh, my buddy here, um, uh, Will. Uh, you know what's wrong with my mind? Anyway, uh, listen to this, and we'll take it on the other side. Truth is, uh, former Congressman Will Hurd from Texas. He's too conservative for me. He's a black Republican, but he's too conservative for me. But I tell you one thing: I was really impressed with it. This is con his conversation with Chuck Todd, and I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. You have you're, you're one of your cases for running is that you don't think other people are making an effective case. Why do you think what happened to Donald Trump in that E. Jean Carroll trial just sort of went away, was almost dismissed out of hand as it being irrelevant to the decision making of, of whether he should be the, uh, the, the nominee of, G of the GOP? 
I, I can't give you a, a clear answer on why that didn't impact more people, but here's what I do know. Even people that like Donald Trump and were proud to vote for him think that Donald Trump has a lot of baggage that's going to hurt Republicans' chances in, in 2024. A lot of those uh, voters believe that Donald Trump's mouth gets him in the way and prevents us from talking about issues that matter. Uh, you've said at the, at the top of your show, uh, the GOP lost the House in 2018. We lost the Senate and the White House in 2020. The, the red wave that should have happened in 2022 didn't happen. And all of that is because of Donald Trump. Isn't this the information ecosystem, though? His voters, because this is where I, I heard you heard Governor DeSantis make this case. Hey, aren't you tired of losing? But his voters don't believe he lost. Like, this is part of the issue, isn't it? It's part of the issue, but here's the reality. The election's not today, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the, the, this, this, this fact that in, his, in that CNN town hall, mm -hmm. he was just looking backwards. He's not looking to the future. He's not looking about how do we tackle things like inflation? What would he put forward to create, uh, to solve the border crisis? How are we going to make sure that America stays the most important country in the world? And if, you, if we're constantly looking backwards, um, that's, that's a losing strategy. And, and, but the election is many months away. You sound like a, a candidate in the before times, <laughs> before there was Trump. I mean, I, look, before Donald Trump came along, I would have said, hey, the candidate that speaks more optimistically sure. always, going, always wins. That is not what happened. He has totally inverted both the idea, if you don't talk about the, the candidates, don't talk about the future, you usually get punished. He doesn't. Why do you think this is? Well, well look, I know why you're jaded and, and why you're concerned, you know, but, but here's, here's the reality that I've learned uh, crisscrossing the country. Mm -hmm. People believe in the United States of America. People want to stand up and be proud of, of their country. When you talk to individual voters, they care about me and, and our role in the rest of the world. And so, so it, it's, don't be this. Don't be discouraged. The, the reality is two thirds of Americans want somebody other than Donald Trump and Joe Biden. That's like the rematch from hell. And nobody wants nobody wants that. Nobody wants that as a as a as as, mm -hmm. as their choice. And so there's better options out there. Right. And that's why we need to get more people voting in primaries. Yeah. Um, only about 23 percent of the country actually votes in primaries. If we had more people voting in primaries, we'll see better choices in November, choices that we would actually like and, and be excited to vote for. So you in some ways, your political resume would have been the exactly the type of resume the Republican mm -hmm. Party would have been looking sure. for. You were in a swing district. You've had to appeal to a 50-50 district. But the incentive structures don't seem to reward anybody that uh, gets to the center. In fact, the four most centrist senators, all right, if you look at the four, mm -hmm. Cinema, Manchin, Murkowski, uh, and Romney, all of them are more unpopular in their own party than they are in, in, in the other party. So it is really hard to be a centrist and be popular in your party. How do you change that uh, well, structure? Well, that wasn't the case in, in the realities for me when I was in mm -hmm. Congress, right? Let, let's start with nobody thought a black Republican could win in a 72% Latino district, right? And then nobody thought, including you, Cha, thought that I was going to be able to win re-election, but I didn't. How did I do that? I, I went to places that didn't identify necessarily with, with my party, and, and I showed up. Mm -hmm. And here's what I've learned, whether you're in ruby red towns or, or deep blue cities. 
People care about putting food on the table, a roof over their head, and making sure the people they love are healthy, happy, and safe. Folks know that we are living in complicated times and that we need some common sense solutions to, to solve our problems. And guess what? Most Americans know that we're better together. And so, so the reality is, yes, this is, you know, history has says these things are, are, are true, but my experiences mm-hmm. are different. And, and, it, and it's, a, it's a playbook on how to solve these right. problems and appeal to independents and Democrats who are as frustrated with the direction of the, of the Democratic Party as that's our opportunity in 2024. I love the way he called out Chuck Todd and said, not even you thought I could win in a 73% Latino district. Nobody thought I could as a Republican either. And the thing about it is his explanation is true. He went ahead and he addressed the people. He did. It was not about race. It was not about all of that. It was about what his constituency needed. And while I don't agree with the conservative policies that are that the that he espouses, the reality is he went ahead and presented himself to his constituents. And unfortunately, too many progressives believe they have certain demographics owned and they don't put the work in to tell these people, I am with you. I am for you. Elect me because I will go out there and fight for you. And he was willing to do that. He has been willing to do that. And that's why he was rewarded with being reelected in as much as his district would give one the impression that he shouldn't be their representatives, first of all, be, uh, being of the particular party of which he represents. And I think there's a lot to take from Bill Hurd. I mean, he's a guy who drove up with uh, Beto O'Rourke when, during the pandemic and they couldn't get a, a flight or something like that. Uh, he is willing to engage. And anybody willing to engage also has the ability to change their minds or compromise. Now, here, here's the interesting thing, right? Um, this guy is very conservative, but he is what, I mean, this is a guy that would tell you, I don't believe in giving free stuff, but I'll give you the, the clothes off of my back, right? But I don't think that's a place for government. Where I disagree with him is I do think that is the place for government because government is the is a collectiveness of us all, not dependent on the benevolence of a one or two or three people. It says that all of us partake of government says all of us partake of society. All of us are all society is dependent on all the works that we all produce. The conservative side with the, the, the pure uh, conservative, that's not the evil form would say, uh, no, I don't want government doing that kind of stuff. I want it to be done by charity. I'm a nice guy, like uh, Bill Will Hurd is. I'm a nice guy. If I have to help other people, I will help other people. But that is dependent on you having people who think they're nice and will do nice things not to see other people suffer. But then there are others, other, other people who would say are selfish and would say, I'm not going to do a darn thing at all for you. Go try and do it on your own. Even though that person that was that evil and that negative depended on some of the works of society, some of the worth of society. So whereas many conservatives would say, let's go ahead and leave that up to the benevolence of others. 
My thing is, no, let's codify these things into law so that we don't have to believe in the benevolence of others because I do not trust the benevolence of others when so many can be influenced by, and we have the classic examples in our room. Is Daniel Edo a bad person? No. If Lee, is Lee Grant a bad person? No. Is Eric Hayes a bad person? No. But they are fundamentally misinformed by a group who, in fact, are evil. And if we had to depend that others can do well in the, their time of needs on those who are the ones that, that informs them, too many people would starve. Too many people would die as they are dying in Texas right now because we don't have the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act because the evil politicians in, uh, in Austin refuse to give the citizenry things that are already paid for at, or that we collectively have already paid for, but they choose to deny their own. They choose to deny Texans the ability to live. That's evil. And therefore, that's the reason why those of us that are progressives, those of us that are progressive believe in the codification of what you stand for. We believe in the codification of what society represents. Anything additional can be done in the private sector. Anything additional can be done out of your benevolence. But as far as keeping our people in a basic state of aliveness, I don't want to depend on charity. I don't want to depend on the benevolence of all. I want, I want of the benevolence of some. I want to, pref I, I much rather have the societal rules that govern how we exist. All right. Eric K says, Egberto, you don't believe people are good by nature. Home, walk around the neighborhood or something. Look, no, that's not what I said. If you pull my videos, I do believe most people are good people. The problem is all most people are also, many people are also gullible and many people are also influenceable with bad things. Peggy Lopez says, charity for big businesses is only a tax write-off. If things, I think that the needs of human beings should not be, should not cause less tax paid by big business when government will equally distribute. Exactamente, corazón, exactamente. Lee Grant says many states opted out of Medicare expansion, wary of giving more control to the central government. And it's a stupid reason. And notice I'm not calling a person like you stupid. I'm saying it's a stupid reason because it's, it's not true to go ahead and state that Many states opted out of Medicare expansion because of a, preventing a centralized government. It's a lie. The states still maintain control on how much of the healthcare is doing there, but they must have minimums. Minimums, things like we must have uh, colonoscopies, we must have preventative care. Many of these things are saying, if you're going to partake into this, in, in, into all these things, we must give people all the things that make them healthy. It's that simple, folks. It's that simple. It's not rocket science. It's that simple. It is that simple. All right, let's see what else we have. No government wants control. No government wants control. Who is government again? Let's see. Eric, who is government? Let's think for a second. Who is government? Oh, my God. According to our constitution, 
We, the people of the United States, are in fact the government. So you don't want to be in control, Eric? Oh, I see. You'd rather have a private company who is run by stockholders, etc., be in control. Ah, I see. Now it's only nine and the federal collects the dollars. Uh, now it's only nine. Actually, it is 90, it's 90-10. At first, it was all free for the first three years. And then it went to a 90-10 ratio, meaning 90% uh, is paid by the federal government and 10% is then paid by um, the, the state. And the state pays more with, with, the lack of pro with the lack of productivity, the debts and all of that, the state pays more in the long run. It's only people that get off scotch free are the corporations. We are not in control. Open your eyes. If we're not in control, who should, who should open your eyes? You know why we're not in control, Eric? Because you decide to cede your power to those who want to be monopolists. That's why. Oh, it's down to nine states now. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the red states were forced to take it because their people voted for it or they realized how fiscally irresponsible it was not to take it. Thank you for making that correction for, I mean, for, for pointing that out to me, um, Bruce. Anybody wants to call 281-823-7747. Uh, the lines are wide open. 281-823-7747 uh, if you want to call and, and, and come on air and speak with us. Uh, we have one last video, and it has to do with um, uh, this same congressman, a Republican, admitting the fact that the biggest danger in America right now is uh, the white supremacy movement. Let's go ahead and play that, and then we'll take it in el otro lado. At last, at last, at last, we have a former Republican representative that admits that one of the biggest dangers in our country right now is the resurgence of an, of an active movement, a white supremacist movement, that is really putting the country under, uh, it's a clear and present danger for the country. I want you to listen to uh, Will Hurd, a Texan, and I don't think anybody would, would characterize this guy as some sort of a left-wing liberal. He is a very conservative dude. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. I want to get your uh, reaction to something President Biden said at his commencement at Howard University yesterday. Sure. Take a listen. The most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. Your experience dealing with counterterrorism in the CIA and uh, and in 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 the intelligence community. Is he right about this? Uh, white supremacy is a problem, of course, and it's something that we shouldn't allow and, and be supportive and doesn't exist anywhere. It shouldn't be in our institutions and it shouldn't be um, in our country. And and it's another name to say racism. Right. right. And so. So, yes, uh, when you look at it, and I would I would I would extrapolate this a little bit further. When you look at most of our senior military advisors, when they have come to Congress and explain what the biggest threat is, they always talk about the threat from within. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's. This, the, the chaos in our political process. It's an ability it's for, for people to work together and, and get big things done. And so, yes, look, racism doesn't exist. The fact that um, the tree of life, you know, we're having that, I'm um, hearing that civil, I think it's a civil trial, it's a civil trial later this week. Um, we shouldn't see a growth of that. Until we come to grasp with what's occurring in this country, the degeneration will 
continue. The, the gun violence that's caused, yes, by the availability of guns, but also by the promotion of hate by the right must stop. If we get, if we get control of those issues, we can get back to a, a country that actually works, that actually functions with disagreements, but actually functions. Absolutamente so. Absolutely so. Well, that is the last video of the day. Anybody wants to call in, give us a call. 281-823-7747. Again, that number is 281-823-7747. Give us a call. Let's say, hola, Egberto. I just want to say, give you a quick message. Anybody wants to give me a call now, please do. 281-823-7747. We have about four more minutes left of the program today and i'd love to hear somebody's voice anybody wants to give me a call eric hayes says california way in the red why overspending and regulation losing taxpayer money i think you have that wrong california has for a long time has been running surpluses i don't know where you got california in red i'm i don't know if they're in the red this year but the last several years they have been uh have been positive i've, I've actually written about that so let me see california budget surplus let's see what we got here because i don't i better just look it up before i just run ahead california budget deficit 2023 apparently there is a deficit california likely to have a 25 billion dollar deficit in 2023 but will no not affect new programs like free health care for undocumented immigrants that must be written by a let's see i'll i'll do some more research on that uh because you know what they've run surpluses for quite some time and we've run surpluses and the difference is we use our surpluses to give back to uh, the plutocracy while they use theirs to help people, right? And so, you know, we, we, we can play this game in and out. But yeah, you're correct. California apparently this year is running a deficit that has to be cleaned up. And I'm pretty sure they will. I'm pretty sure they will. Because you know what? They're not run by, by crazy ideologies. They're run by what again? Math. I repeat, math. Takes a surplus to give back to the payer, to the taxpayers. Takes a surplus should go to pay for the things that have been underfunded for decades. Pay teachers. Repair infrastructure. That is what it should be used for. That is what it should be used for. Because if it's what they normally do when they give back taxes, give a few pennies to the average American citizen or the average Texan and give most of the money back to big, wealthy corporations who pay them quite a bit of money. All right. Eric Hay says, we are blue mayors asking for federal help. All mayors ask for federal help. Every single one of them. You name me one that don't. Check out Oklahoma City. Check out, uh, take, check out Oklahoma City. Check out Tulsa. These are all major cities run by Republicans. And notice that the problems don't differ. There's a dynamic within urban cities, period. There's a dynamic. And there's, there are reasons for said dynamic. And I think if we, if we start demagoguing these issues and start taking them for what they're really worth, we wouldn't have as many problems. Nope, my asking can't keep up. All right, let me go ahead and para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. go ahead and do my last ask of the day. Um, by the way, I'm going to be, I'm going to Philadelphia, not Philadelphia, I'm not Philadelphia, I'm going to Chicago in July. So um, for Netroots Nation 2023, and I'm going to be sending out an offer uh, for support this probably today sometime. 
and it's going to be, I, I usually do between 25 and 50 something interviews at each one of these net routes. And what I'm going to be doing here is every video at the end is going to have a scroll of people who supported this particular project to net roots every year. I get support for the project for Netroots. So everybody, well, I'm doing something new now, and that is anybody who comes and support the program, they will get billing on every video that we produce out of Netroots Nation. So you'll, you're, you'll be forever on that video. Additionally, those who give over a certain amount, and I haven't decided what that is yet, will also get links inside of the YouTube video to whatever site they want to get links to. And at another level, there will be a page of donors who supported Politics Done Right at Netroots that will have a page for whatever they want to put there uh, to, to point somewhere. So uh, that is what I have planned. There, there should be something coming out shortly uh, with supporting the the trip to Chicago um, this time around. So be on the lookout for that. But in the time being, to uh, join our posse. Please, please join our posse. How can you do that? Support us at PayPal however you can. You can also, whoops, that's wrong. Support us at PayPal however you can. You can also become a patron. We need a lot of patrons and we don't have a lot of patrons. Support us at Patreon. Likewise, you can join our PDR Posse by just clicking join on that YouTube and you'll become immediately a part of our PDR Posse. And likewise, you can become a part of our Posse by joining up us on Facebook. Facebook now has the stuff for people who you like to pay via Facebook. You can shop at our store, politicsandright.com slash store. And likewise, you can do what? You can buy our books. Our books, I promise you, are very informative politicsunright.com slash books. And if you want to find all the different ways in which you can support the program, just go to politicsunright.com slash support. politicsunright.com slash support. I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. Thank you so kindly, all of you that's been here, all of you that are here every day. I couldn't do this without you. We couldn't do this without you. And let me promise you one thing. I do this work not for the sake of doing this work, to make a difference. And like I told um, some, I don't remember what's was today or the day before on, at KPFT on air, if I didn't think ultimately what we do here with the PDR Posse and what others do in this space was making a difference, I wouldn't be doing it. it, it, it to, to put it bluntly, it's one of the lousiest ways as far as getting an income to do something, there's a lot of other things from software and otherwise that is a lot more effective. But this is rewarding because I have a daughter, you have relatives. It is incumbent on us. When Eric says we don't control it, Eric abstracts the government from, I'm going to go a little bit over because now what Eric says is starting to reverberate in my mind. So I'm going to talk a little, one minute about it. I'm going to go over by one minute. When Eric says we don't control the government, my next question is why? The next question after that is what are you going to do about it? The next question is why do you acquiesce to it? You know, when I was growing up in Panama, 
my parents always told me, make, let absolutely nothing stop you. Para que te para nada. You never acquiesce to anything. Our constitution, which is what governs us, not that I love the constitution, but it's what we are governed under. We, the people of the United States. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a better union, it is ours. Don't you dare ever talk about we have no control. We control the government. The government is us. The government is we, the people. And every time we don't control it, it's not the fault of the government. It is our fault. It is incumbent on us to do what's our job and is to elect those who represent the things that we support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.